Hello, and welcome to the show. This is the Team Migos podcast, and I am your host, Vince. So this is the very first podcast of the of the year, of the of everything. This is the very first podcast of the Team Egos podcast. So what to expect on this Team Egos journey? This is going to be a podcast revolving around tea, of course. If you know me, you know I love tea. We're going to be sharing tea with with guests and with people who are doing amazing things in the world, um, in their own lives, in the lives of their loved ones, and in my life as well. And share some stories of myself, share uh, my tea journey, hopefully share a little info on tea to hope, hopefully spread some, some tea knowledge and tea love, uh, just like I have found in my own life. And so that's what you're, uh, if you stick along with this journey, I thank you very much. And hopefully that's what you get out of this. So today, um, wanted to start off just by kind of sharing my tea life and tea journey. Nothing too exciting, at least I think, nothing too too crazy. I mean, tea, it's, a, it's an amazing, amazing beverage, but usually typically doesn't involve much insanity and much craziness. Um, so my, my tea journey starts back in high school. I went and grew up in the Chicagoland area and went to high school there. And I was involved with quite a few sports because I'm super athletic. And um, so now I played football. I wrestled. And for two years, I played lacrosse. And in especially football and wrestling, we had a lot of morning practices. So those practices we I would be up at five yeah five o'clock I think every day um, six six a.m would be when the practice would start before school and then we had practices after after school as well so I just found myself needing a little bit of a boost and for some reason I was afraid of coffee there was something about it I think it was the the stigma that I heard people getting addicted to caffeine, people just needing coffee and needing it to just even wake up in the morning and go get through the day. And so this was something that I knew I did not want coffee in my life. I knew I wanted to uh, veer away from that. So after just kind of talking with probably my parents and uh, doing some, some Google searching as well, stumbled upon tea, uh, specifically green tea. So I tried green tea and at first I didn't really like it. It was, it was good. I liked how it made me feel. It did what I needed and what I wanted it to do. Cause before that I had never had caffeine. I was never into like energy drinks and I'd never into that stuff. So the little bit of caffeine that was in green tea really really affected me, um, gave me that perfect boost. And so I just, like I said, didn't really like the taste of it at first. Um, my mom came up with the brilliant idea of adding a little sugar. So I know it's maybe cringeworthy to those purists of the tea world, but my, I first, I started just drinking some straight up tea bags from, I don't, I don't even know, whatever my parents had. 
and added a little bit of sugar and boom, that's how I started my day. And that's, and I kind of sip on that even uh, during the day and before practices. So that was like the start of my tea experience. And like I said, that was probably sophomore year of high school. So 14 years old. And, and yeah, I, like I said, it was just great. It was doing what I needed. I needed the energy. It was giving me the energy. I had, I knew nothing about like what tea was doing. I wasn't really interested. All I knew is that it was working. So I kept at it. Uh, then move on to college, started having the independence and, and a little bit more freedom to make my own decisions and kind of do more research and dive into tea a little bit more. Uh, that's when in college, especially when I moved in to um, a place off campus, I went to the University of Iowa and freshman year lived in the dorms. Sophomore through senior year, I lived with three other, three other guys in a duplex. And we, yeah, I mean, in that time, that's when I started to really, I mean, it was, in my opinion, I was getting deeper into tea, but little did I know it was still, I was, I maybe, I was, had like a fingertip in, in high school and maybe I put like two fingers in, in college (laughs) um, of the world of tea. And yeah, so in sophomore year, I kind of started getting into matcha and my favorite, there was this Costco brand, no idea what it was, but it was again, tea bags and it was good. I, I still, I still remember kind of just deciphering the difference between all of a sudden going from like a name brand tea bag that you can find anywhere and everywhere to a little bit more of a niche type tea, something that, like I said, I, I only found it as Costco and unfortunately I do not have that Costco membership anymore. And so therefore I have not had it since college, but it is a matcha green tea bag where it had the green tea inside of the bag and in the packet that you, um, that contained the green tea or the tea bag was actually a little bit of the matcha powder at the bottom. So you'd steep the tea, pour in the, a little bit of the matcha. And again, me not knowing much at that time, I just just kept that tea bag in for forever. Um, for as long as I was drinking, it was, a put it in, don't think about it and enjoy. Um, so I, but again, going from the name brand to this new matcha, I was blown away. I was absolutely, I was actually absolutely rocked by the flavor that matcha would provide and the sweetness that the natural sweetness of, of the matcha as compared to the tea bags. And I should say that in high school, at some point I probably used sugar for, I don't know, a couple months in my tea journey. And then I didn't want to, I didn't like sugar either. So I was trying to stay away from adding more sugar into my diet. Um, cause I do have a sweet tooth. So I didn't think I needed it in my tea and therefore I stopped adding it after then and just got used to the bitter, the bitterness of my tea bags that I was using in high school. 
And again, it was probably so bitter because I would leave it in and let the tea bag steep for, I mean, hours sometimes, <laughs> depending on how long it took me to drink that that cup. Um, so yeah, so the it surprised me how nice and naturally sweet this matcha that I was drinking was, and that that was great. That was um, yeah, that I just kept drinking that, kept getting that. And it was awesome too because it was Costco. They gave you just I think like a hundred of these, um, so it took me. I probably had like one a day, and it took me I don't know third of the year to to finish it. So that was like the sophomore, junior year. I really and senior year. I, I kind of drank. That was my that was my thing. Um, and that's also when I started to get into other spices and herbs it wasn't i mean and when i say that there was like a select few of spices and herbs that i would get into so in high school maybe senior year might have been freshman year of um college i got into specific herbs um Specifically, turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, cayenne, and I think that is it. So I got into those just because something actually my parents and my aunt and uncle introduced to me because of some mental health and there was at that time, turmeric was just starting to like kind of explode into this superfood and, and what it can do for your body and the anti-inflammatory properties and how it relieves the amyloid beta plaque that you can build up in your brain, um, which is a whole separate topic. But I got really, I kind of dove into that. And I, like I said, I think that was like freshman year of college is when I really kind of embraced that. And I was like, I want this. Like, I want to, I want to be incorporating this into my diet. So I would start like my day with these uh, shots of turmeric, ginger, cayenne, and cinnamon. Um, and you can ask, I mean, ask my college roommates. They were, they would always give me crap about consuming that stuff. And they would like hide the spices on me and yeah, they would, uh, they would make fun of me for it. But I really got into it. And so in college too, when I started, I started realizing that it was actually pretty good uh, when I drank it with tea. So I'd incorporate it with my green tea as well. And like I said, it's just, it was kind of a gross concoction that I got used to. And so I would, I would mix it up for people uh, to... I thought it was funny and I'd be like, Hey, try this. It's healthy. And they would, um, most everybody would squirm and uh, I hate it. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was kind of funny to watch people do it. I still make people do it. Cause I still, uh, it's still kind of something I incorporate into my daily routine, but yeah, so I started, so that's kind of when I started to expand a little bit more into this, but if you are an avid tea drinker and know anything about tea, you know that, again, I am no, I like, this is, 
child's play when it comes to the tea world. Like knowing green tea, didn't even know what kind of green tea I was drinking, just a green tea bag and then matcha. That was the extent of my tea consumption. Um, so then fast forward, post-college, um, still pretty much continuing on with this stuff. I started, I so I live in Minneapolis now. Um, I moved here right after college. I uh, lived with my brother for a while. And, you know, I don't really recall anything being, I mean, I, I would drink tea again. It was, it was nothing. I never really got like super deep into it. It was more the, I will continue drinking my green tea because it tastes good and it feels good and it does what I want. And at that point I had started in college, I started like researching, researching, quote unquote, um, Google searching what the health benefits of green tea are. And it really, yeah, so like at that point I, I bought into it. I bought into uh, what green tea was doing that on uh, the research papers that I'd, I'd glance over were were profound enough to to influence my my decision to keep keep going with it. Um, so yeah, I was working in Minneapolis, living with my brother. Uh, I, and again, I'd be working 12 hour shifts uh, at a manufacturing plant. And so it'd be a nice, I'd be getting up at like 4.30, 4.20 every morning and then making this tea, making my lunch and, and getting on the road. Um, so yeah, so again, nothing too too profound until 2019. So now, two years ago, Happy New Year, 2021. So in 2019, the end of the year, probably starting from August to, yeah, year's end, I was just having a rough go at it. I was, it was a, a lot of things were being piled up on my life, uh, work-related, personal, in my family, um, in my friends, just like, it was, there was like a constant gloom over my head and constantly just looming there. And yeah, it was, it was really, really dragging me down and really making me feel like what, what's going on? What am I doing? And I literally, so the, the breaking point for me after like four things, five things happened that I was like, okay, it's just one thing after another piling up. A buddy of mine passed away in October of 2019. And I mean, young guy, 25. And he, um, I was sitting, or, and so the funeral was here in Minneapolis. And he, a bunch of college guys, because he was a friend from college, came up and visited for the funeral. And they stayed with me. And I remember one night we were just sitting in my kitchen talking and, uh, kind of just bullshitting and stuff. And like they were, I mean, when a a close friend of yours passes away, especially 
at my age, I'm 25. I was 24 at the time, um, or 23. I don't even know, but I was young, young twenties. Um, and when that happens, it's, yeah, it's like, wow, life is extremely fragile. And this is, uh, yeah. And so it's like, make the most out of, out of it, make the most out of what's going on and what you can in life. And so at that point, soon after, and like I said, I was talking with my buddies and we were just talking, that was what what we were talking about is just how fragile life is. And like, are we really happy with what we're doing and kind of where we're going in life? Because I mean, who knows, who knows when our time is. And at that point, after that conversation, after that week, I made a decision. I'm like, okay, I am not happy right now. I'm going to change that. So there was a day I just wrote down my top 10 things that bring me joy in life and that I, I love to do on a daily basis or weekly basis, just frequently. I love to do it frequently. And at the top of that list was tea. I consume it daily. I consume it. Um, or I just, I love how it makes me feel. I love making tea for friends, like when they come over. Um, and so this was, I was like, okay, uh, let's, let's do something with this. What, what is it? What, what is this? And so I kind of just was like, what could I do with tea? I mean, obviously I could sell it. I could, but I was like, okay, what, what's, what's realistic for me right now? And thus the birth of fresh steeps. Um, I started fresh steeps, which is the blog that I, I run. I'm the editor, the author, the founder, whatever you want to call me of fresh steeps. And yeah, I started that in December of 2019 and basically have been writing posts, blog posts about tea and how much tea means to me and just the health benefit. I really kind of dove deep into the health benefits of tea and the different types of tea and just, Oh, I mean, at that point, once I, once I kind of made that commitment to tea and started this website and this blog, it was (laughs) things exploded for me in the, in learning about the tea world. It was just nonstop learning every single day. Like I'd just be, I just dive deeper into it and it's, it shocked me how much I didn't know about tea and how much you could know about tea um, and that there was to learn about it. I mean, the best comparison I can give to tea is wine. Um, I've heard this is not something that I've come up with. I've heard this from multiple people, but if you're a wine connoisseur, like you know the different notes, the different flavors, aromas. Like it means something when it's when the grapes are grown in a certain province of a certain country when they're harvested. Like that stuff means something. I'm realizing that it's the same thing with tea. Um, so a little fun fact: if you are not a tea connoisseur or sommelier, then Again, this was this was one of the first facts that I found out, and it, like I said, from having drank tea for ten years prior 
it, it shocked me <laughs> that this this fact and that I didn't I felt almost embarrassed that I didn't know know this. But did you know that tea is actually comes from the same plant? So the Camellia sinensis plant is the tea plant, and this is different than like tea tree oil that you you hear. That's not Camellia sinensis. That's a completely separate plant. Don't know the proper name of it. But Camellia sinensis is the plant that makes your green tea, your black tea, oolong, pu'er, uh, white tea. And like I said, that, that kind of shocked me. Um, I was not expecting that. And so when I dove deeper, it was, it was the post, not, well, not solely the post harvest, but it was the growing conditions where it was grown. Um, but predominantly after you harvest the tea leaves, what you did to it. So the processing of the tea leaves after harvest, that kind of determined what would give you a green tea or give you a black tea and oolong, so on. And that, I mean, that that alone, like, opened up my eyes so much to, to what tea was. So, yeah, so I started, I mean, like I said, that was just one fact that, that blew my mind. And I just kept diving deeper and deeper. And now, by no means do I consider myself an expert, but I know a lot more than I have before. In in one year's time of pretty much researching tea, learning about tea, not daily, but almost almost daily. I mean, I've I've gotten a lot better at just understanding what I'm consuming and what makes it so unique and so and so cool. So now when I see a Gen Maicha green tea versus matcha versus sencha versus hojicha, it's like and some of those words, if you're not a tea um, an avid tea drinker could be right over your head and I apologize. But it's like now I understand like kind of what those are and like what I'd be ordering, which is cool. I've I've really grown to love that and and really grown to appreciate what that is. And now I can understand kind of those who love like wine, like I was saying, the, the good comparison. I can understand that because I can tell when I'm drinking a good or a bad green tea, just to put it simply a good or bad. Um, and yeah, like I said, so this, so that was 2019 is when this all started. And now the year of 2020 happens. And I mean, it was, it was perfect. Like 2019 starts, 2020 happens. You have COVID and stuff hits. People are stuck at home. I mean, it's a great time to, to blog. <laughs> There's nothing that wasn't much else to do, especially when this thing first, when it first hit, I mean, I was able to, to write a bunch of blog posts and, and really dive deep into it. And like I said, I really started to appreciate mostly the the health benefits and just figure out kind of what made tea different. And yeah, that was that was really awesome. That was really cool. And it even expanded outside of of the tea specific realm. So like I said, Camellia sinensis makes up true quote-unquote true tea now 
you look up what the definition of tea is, uh, the purists, the tea purists will tell you that, yeah, that is only tea. However, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if this is a me, a me quote or not a me definition, but hot leaf juice <laughs> could be just described or hot flower juice, uh, basically taking an herb and steeping it in warm water. That could be a definition of tea too. And I mean, who am I to judge of what, what a true tea is? Um, so I only say that because you find like an herbal tea, like a, like a sleepy time tea. I know people love, which is typically comprised of either a chamomile, lavender, maybe passion flower, skullcap. None of those are the Camellia sinensis, but instead they are um, their own herbs and they have amazing properties. And so that was a completely separate realm that now I've, kind of started to to dig into and I mean I bought a few books read through those and just found some some really cool stuff on on these herbs and incorporated now I mean daily I I consume a lot of herbs outside of the the turmeric ginger cinnamon um cayenne outside of those I mean something that I love to almost consume daily is nettle leaf and dandelion root as well as lavender chamomile my go-to sleepy time lemongrass and yeah it's just this whole it's a whole new world and that a whole realm that i had no idea what i was getting myself into <laughs> i thought it was going to be I don't know. I don't know actually what I, I didn't really have any any thoughts going into it. I just knew that I liked tea and I knew it was something I I felt like I could do something with. And I'm extremely grateful because it's now led me to going into 21 2021, 20, not just 21, going into 2021 with new goals and new things thus starting the Team Egos podcast. So that is the tea journey of Vince leading up to this point. Um, yeah, there's it's it's been good. I'm I'm really excited because this is just the start of something that is that's new, um, something that is an ever growing thing for me and an ever growing opportunity to better myself hopefully better the community, um, better my friends and family around me. And maybe with this podcast, bring a little joy, bring a little humor to, to tea and, and yeah, and spread the, what I've, the joy that I've found and the experiences that I've had with tea, I'd love to share with people. And that's the, that's kind of this purpose of the team egos podcast. I want to bring in people who are doing incredible things in life and, share their stories, find out what they're doing and share a cup of tea with them. I mean, that's, that's something that I'm going to be incorporating into this podcast is sharing a new tea, hopefully a new tea every time. I mean, I'm okay with drinking the same tea, um, but a new tea every time I actually have myself here, a cup of puer tea, which 
I mean, I can go into a whole bunch of detail about Puer. This is this has been one of those teas that never knew existed until maybe January of 2020. Um, I discovered it. No idea how to pronounce it. It was P U apostrophe E R H. I was just bamboozled by that word for the longest time. And then I found out it's pronounced Puer, which is pretty funny. And it's on its own. You can insert your own joke there, but it's after learning about it, it's a fermented tea um, that it's typically, I mean, there's different types of Puer and there's two types kind of raw or ripe Puer. Um, but it's both ways are fermented and it's a black tea that has been fermented and some have been fermented for upwards of 30, 40 years. Um, this tea specifically that I have here is one that was fermented for 22, I believe 22 years. Um, and then I purchased it early on in 20, in like the spring of 2020. So I think 1998 is when it was harvested and began its fermentation. Then they, they form it into these cool bricks and different shapes. Um, one of the unique things about Puer tea is that it does come in these awesome shapes and yeah, I'll have to next, maybe I'll, I'll do an episode on, on just Puer because like I said, it's, it's cool shapes, how they come in and there's a lot that you can dive into about like the history of that and why, why you find that. But this tea so the flavor is actually typically with puers you get um, a very smoky, very earthy. Can almost be I don't want this to I don't want to use this word because it might draw people away, but it can almost be related to dirt. Um, but like I said, it's it's a good dirt. <laughs> it's sweet dirt, uh, one that you don't mind is in your mouth <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, it's actually become one of my favorites now. Um, and because it's fermented, again, with the health benefits thing, has a lot of cool and unique stuff that you don't find with green tea, black tea, oolong, white. And it's just been, it's been one, one of those teas that's opened up my eyes a little to, again, the realm of, of tea. And one of the, I mean... Yeah, one of the cool, cool ones that they've done with it. And I'll have to, again, that'll be maybe on a later episode that's specifically about Puer. I'll be drinking that one. Um, but they there's an herb, a Chinese herb, and I'm not even going to begin to try to pronounce it. But they incorporate it with Puer tea, and it tastes exactly like sticky rice. If you've ever had sticky rice, it's good. It's real good. And this tea I have become addicted to <laughs> is a uh, is a safe a safe thing to say. It's really good. Um, but yeah, again, like that's just an example of all these cool things that you can do and what people have done to to tea. So 
So yeah, so this is going to be something that you can look forward to. I will be diving deep into the cup that I'll be sharing with uh, the fellow Team Ego on the on the podcasts. So whoever that guest is, we'll share a cup of tea. We'll talk about life and just yeah, hopefully bring uh bring some joy into people's people's world and bring some some tea knowledge, tea love, and just anything else. So I'm really looking forward to what the Team Eagles podcast and what Fresh Steeps has to offer for me in the near future and the future and and the far future. Far future is that is that how you say it? Sounds weird. But yeah, the near and far future because it's going to be a fun ride and I'm excited if you decide to uh, join along with me. Really excited for that. The final thing, closing out pod, the podcast, there was one day not too long ago, I found myself on Urban Dictionary. And if you don't know what Urban Dictionary is, I don't think it's, I would say 18 plus, maybe. I don't know. Be mature, whatever whatever that means. I'm going to say it's probably an 18 plus because a lot. So what it is, is it's a dictionary, but it takes words and it has different meanings. And typically they're a little vulgar. Um, not all the time though. Not all the time. So it doesn't have to be 18 plus. I, I'm kind of just saying that maybe to cover myself, but 18 plus to look it up or to, to check it out. But I stumbled, I, for some reason I was there and I decided to look up what does a, a T word mean on Urban Dictionary because I thought it would be funny. And so something I'm going to start doing at the end of these podcasts that people can look forward to is the Urban Dictionary T word of the day. So I thought today, I mean, what better word to start than just T and so what I noticed was it would be kind of similar or not similar. It would be um, normal, quote unquote, normal type of definitions at first. And then it would be. I don't know, the, the deeper you go into it, the yeah, the kind of the funnier they get. So I'm going to pull this up here real quick. Okay, what is that? So, Urban Dictionary. The word is T. The first kind, or the first definition, I should say. T, the best kind of gossip, typically shared between friends. It's a bonding tool for people of all ages. T is usually about someone you know, but can also extend to celebrities, random internet scandals, etc. Ugh, I've missed so much. What's the T, sis? I heard some T about Saturday night. What's the tea with them? Are they a couple? Definition number two. 
Pretty same. Uh, gossip or personal information belonging to someone else. The scoop. News. Spill the tea about what happened at the club. Number three. Used within the urban gay community. Tea signifies a piece of sensitive and possibly highly sought, out, sought after information or tidbit. Michael, did you hear the tea about our Judy Dante? Did you hear the tea about our Judy Dante? Cornelius. Nah, nah, Gura. What's the tea? Michael. The tea is that she dropped out of school to do bareback porn. Cornelius. Bitch, duh. That ain't no tea. That's just some water with a lemon in it. Number four. <laughs> Gossip. Juicy news. Pivotal information about something that went down recently. Origin stems from tea time, which a small group of ladies who would sit and share four, share four one one. Term became increasingly popular amongst the African American gay community, and thus the African American community as a whole. <laughs> Girl, I heard. Oh, I heard Zyprexa. Zyprexa and Levitra got into it over Lil Ray Ray. Let me give you the tea. Or person number one, hey, Pookie, what's the tea? Person number two, shoot, ain't nothing popping. Number five. Let's see how many of these there are. Okay, there's, there's six in total. So number five. In the drag community, tea is particularly juicy or sought-after gossip or info. Often, but not always, drag drama is associated. Tea is often served during or after drag pageants, especially in online chat sites like Carrie Fairfield, where gossip-feeding frenzies involving the latest drag-related news are a common occurrence. Girl 1. Do you have the tea on the Miss Burned Out Mess 2010 pageant? Inquiring minds want to know about one, the one judge. Girl 2. Yeah. Check out the thread about it on Carrie Fairfield. The tea is being served. And finally, number 6. Tea. A drug stereotypically popular in England comes from India or China, sold in brightly colored boxes, Advertising its healthy properties. Highly addictive. Massive advertising campaigns on TV and billboards. Responsible for the British Empire, but superseded by coffee in the American Empire due to coffee's more intense hit. Universally drunk by English people. The best way to drink it is in a mug with white, or sorry, with milk and two sugars. Some people only have one, but that's just being in denial. Two sugars or none, that's my motto. Or even worse, one and a half. Come on, who are you fooling? Some people get real kinky and drink it black. No milk, no sugar, no hope, no way, simply wrong. I would recommend undertaking undertaking tea addiction. Luckily, it is available at every corner store at very reasonable prices. You may have seen adverts on TV, etc., uh, example, Yorkshire tea, the way tea used to be. Yeah, back in the days before the evil American Empire, when it was the British Empire instead. Tea is the tea is one of the best things ever. I love it. 
I'm drinking it now. And this is the example. Put the kettle on. How many sugars? How do you take it? Smirk. <laughs> Don't drink that stuff. It's addictive. Actually, nobody ever says that. And that, my friends, is the Urban Dictionary word of the day. T word of the day. And um, yeah, so thank you so much for joining me for this very first podcast. Um, I look forward to sharing more with you, diving deeper into my tea journey and hopefully, um, I don't know, inspiring people to, to start a tea journey of their own. If you have questions or if you want to learn more, um, reach out to me, my email, I'll take emails. My email is Vince at fresh steeps. That's F R E S H. S-T-E-E-P-S.com. That's Vince at FreshSteeps.com. Um, send me a note. I mean, let me know kind of what, what you're inspired by, what, what kind of tea you drink, um, what you want to learn more about. And I can even do some research for you if you want me to want to hear me talk about it. Um, give me a follow to... Check out the blog. Check out the website, freshsteeps.com. Give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok. Those are my two most popular um, or at least most active social media platforms. I do have a Facebook as well if you want to check that out. But I look forward to participating in your journey if you uh, want to include me. But I look forward if you guys stick around for uh, my tea journey and and what I have to offer. So thank you so much and have a blessed day. Peace out, Team Egos.